levels above you. Oh, yeah, I think I just went to heaven. Oh, what's your name, beautiful? Hello, and welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Cameron Regal. Oh, Cameron, it is a hectic, hectic time here at DK Vine. I am quite disheveled at the moment, and I don't like to be disheveled. I I like to be... Heveled? The Idaho crew, which of course consists of frequent conversation co-hosts Dustin, uh, Adam, and Ape, and of course we can't forget about Tito. They're in the middle of a move. Uh, I'm right at the part of a move myself where my entire physical life is still in various boxes. And because of that, like I've had to dig out my recording equipment, but I I don't have my office set up. I don't have my studio set up. So I'm actually recording this in an abandoned Sears at the moment. And Cameron, you, Gibbon, and once again, the Idaho crew, you're all headed to PAX, uh, which I I realize now stands for Penny Arcade Expo. Is that right? Yeah, uh, d- don't ask me. I guess I guess uh, I guess the X was to make it sound cool. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, l- lately that X just haven't seemed very cool. No, no. I honestly, up until like a couple weeks ago, I'm sure I knew at one point it was Penny Arcade, but I thought it was Pan America. For some reason, that just like lodged into my brain. I I can't keep track of all of the non E three conventions. In your defense, that probably is a more logical through line than it being named after a web comic. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no There's no Greenport City Expo. Thank God for that. But I yeah I I only really focus on E three and I you know oh Gamescom also happens in August, but that's like Germany, so I you know it's out of my way. And and now there's there's this other one, and uh, so I can't keep track. But I, I hope you all have fun there. But suffice to say, most of the DK Vine staff does not have a lot of free time right now. Uh, but the conversation, at my insistence, must go on. But this is going to have to be a short one, because we're all kind of uh, on the clock right now. Time's a ticking, and... If we want to unlock TT, we've, we've got to beat the time trial. So yeah, we, we've got to make this episode of the conversation a short one. And I really do because a spirit Halloween is opening up in this abandoned series in three days. So I've got to get out of here. But on this episode, we are discussing last week's surprise retirement of Charles Martinet, who, of course, has been the voice of Mario, primarily since 1996. Of course, he's also voiced other characters in the Super Mario series and Wario series, but he's mostly known for his role as Mario. And so, even though this is the conversation, even though we focus on Donkey Kong and the shared Rare universe, this still impacts us, uh... Not directly, but it does ripple down. This will be something we feel as well here at DK Vine. And I felt it appropriate to 
do do a topic on it, even if we don't have a lot to say. Fortunately, I feel like Charles retired this week because he knew we were going to be stressed for time. And so he was like, I've got to give DK Vine something to talk about that won't result in a four-hour episode. So you know what? I'm just going to retire and do them a solid. So thank you, Mr. Martinet. Thank you for that. He is very polite like that. He is. Uh, So really quick, I do want to plug our Patreon, dkvine.com forward slash Patreon. We subside entirely on the generous benefactors who decide that, yes, they want to make Donkey Kong journalism work for them. And if you enjoy the conversation, I implore you to check out our Patreon at dkvine.com forward slash Patreon or patreon.com forward slash DK Vine. We also have a merchandise store. We are on TeePublic. We've got new shirts, new products every month. And if you want to wear some DK Vine wares on your body, you can check us out at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise. And finally, we are on Twitch. None of us can stream at the moment. But we are on Twitch. We will be resuming regular Twitch streams in September. As soon as all of us kind of settle back in from our moves and conventions based on web comics. So uh, as subscribe soon- and get notified when we're back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get in <laughs> on the ground floor now so you can be ready for the torrent of delightful DKU content being streamed your way it's like basically having a conversation with visuals that's basically what my streams are i mean our our sea of thieves streams are a little bit different because it's a communal affair and of course the idaho crew has their own shtick that they adhere to but when it when it's me when, when i'm streaming i generally just talk about the history of the game i'm playing and it's basically a, a free secret conversation that's just not branded as such. So check us out at twitch.tv forward slash DKVine. We will be resuming service there as soon as life calms the hell down. So Cameron, Charles Martinet. So this was last Monday, August 21st, Nintendo across all of their... I don't I don't know all of their social media accounts. It was at least on the site formerly known as Twitter. They released this little little statement. And I always hate when companies do this when they have to like we'll 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 call it tweeting just for simplicity's sake. When they have to tweet something that's way beyond the character limit, and so they just provide an image, but then they don't provide uh, like the alt text for those who have trouble like reading images. My my brain has like been trained to even like recognize the format of these images. Like yeah. before I even read a single line of text, I see this like like I've I've gotten accustomed to it usually in the form of like a, pro- a game getting delayed or right. something or like a very like troubled production update. So the second I even like see this pattern recognition in my brain, I immediately go, oh, this is something bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nintendo's harsh white on red 
uh, in-house style also just makes it seem like it's some sort of like severe storm warning or something. Uh, but yeah, like I, I wish they would provide the alt text for those who might have trouble reading images or, you know, it, it, it's just a common courtesy at this point, Nintendo. It's 2023. Come on. On the bright side, it means they didn't pay for Twitter or X Blue or whatever to get the longer format post. That's so good true. On them. That's true. So th- this statement, and we'll just read it verbatim for those of you who have uh, left the site formerly known as Twitter. And I, I don't think Nintendo's gotten on Blue Sky yet. They haven't gotten an invite yet. Maybe I should send them an invite next. But it reads, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time. As far back as Super Mario 64, which isn't entirely true, which we'll address in just a moment. Charles is now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador, which is a proper noun. It's capitalized, Mario Ambassador, which Cameron, I don't know if if your brain went here, but I, I saw the term Mario Ambassador and I thought that's just as made up as Donkey Kong Journalist when, when I describe what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you do, Charles? Well, I'm a Mario Ambassador. She's like, Shut up, Charles Martinet. Uh, with this transition... He will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, but he'll continue to travel the world sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. This sounds like a cult at this point. Uh, It's been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years, and we want to thank and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for a special video message from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, which we will post at a future date. So yeah, this... You know what what I hate when this happens? And this is purely selfish and spiteful. I hate when I... Like, make make a DK Vine post across our social media channels 10 minutes before Nintendo pulls something like this. Because then, of course, mine is immediately drowned out and is irrelevant. So I, I posted this lovely little thing about Ryan Stiles being a Conquer character as established in the bonus disc of Conquer Live and Reloaded. And uh nobody cared because ten minutes later Charles Martinet retires as Mario. So uh that's that's fine. Uh you know I, I just wish Nintendo would give me a heads up on this kind of stuff. But yeah it, it blindsided people because I don't think anybody I want to say I don't think anybody was really expecting this. There had been rumors. There there had been some scuttlebutt and conspiracy theories when the yeah. trailer for Super Mario Brothers Wonder is is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll get into it. But I had like seen comments from people after the last Nintendo Direct saying like that that they thought from the way the voices sounded that Wario and uh, Mario might have been recast. Uh-huh. Um, and I waved those off at the time. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't sound that different. It, it didn't sound that different. And of course, you know, you, you can oftentimes chalk up a character sounding a little bit different to, well, the voice actor is aging and people's vocal cords change as they age. I mean, I said I'd reserve it for later, but I can just get into it now. Um, I 
like heard that and I I didn't really perceive a dis- difference and any difference I did perceive I just talked up to well you know maybe that particular recording session was had a different circumstance it could be age it could be like like the voices in that direct didn't sound any more different to me than say Mario in Super Smash Brothers Brawl where he's like a little bit more muffled and subdued than usual yeah yeah um and occasionally I feel like you will get these um, certain like landmark games where like, huh, Mario sounds really different here. And it's not like Martinet's fault. It's not like his performance changing. It's the fact that Nintendo will coast on like a two hour recording session for like a decade and reuse the clips over and over. Right. So you just get accustomed to a character sounding a certain way. Yeah, yeah, that, that that is true, and and maybe they recorded the audio for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Is it Wonder or Wonders? Wonder singular. Wonder. Okay, I'll, I'll get into that too. But maybe they recorded all the the dialogue for that in an abandoned Sears. It's been known to happen. There's a lot of them around the country right now. But yeah, I I I, I keep I keep wanting to say Super Mario Wiggle Vine Wonders. Because there is a stage in Donkey Kong Country Returns called Wiggle Vine Wonders. And for whatever reason, that is what my brain wants to go to. I don't know. I've been able to retain the name personally, but I think it's just because I'm so glad that it's not new Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, which, I don't know. Which is ironic because this might potentially be... The game with new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I didn't know if I was going to have much to say. Because when I heard this news, I was like, oh, that's a shame. But I didn't really have an emotional reaction to it. I, I didn't really... Being a Donkey Kong guy, right? Be, not being someone who is waist-deep in the Mario series, except for where it kind of passes our series, you know, like like Ships in the Night for these cameo games. That's really the only time I really hear Charles Martinet as Mario, as Luigi, or or Wario, Waluigi. Um, so I I didn't really have that immediate reaction. It's it's, it's not like let's say an alternate reality where Grant Kirkhope has been voicing Donkey Kong since 1999. And then he announced on, on social media. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And then, then I, I really would be like, Oh no. Oh no. Like this has been the Donkey Kong voice I've known since 1999. How am I going to adjust to the change? So like, I, I, I can easily put myself in the shoes of people who are feeling, if not distraught, then then just kind of because he's not dead. He, he's he's he seems to be in fine health. He's just stepping down from the rigors of of voicing the characters. That's that's the funny thing about how the the format of this, the way in which this message was delivered, kind of sent me on. An emotional roller coaster that ultimately set it, settled on relieved. Um, and what I mean is, I read that first sentence that said, Charles Martinet has been the original voice of Mario in Nintendo games for a long time. 
And then I, and my immediate thought is, oh shit, either A, he died or is in poor health and has to retire for that reason. Yeah. Or B, they are recasting him with somebody who is younger and they don't have to pay as much to save, save a little bit of money, which, um, like there, there's been kind of an ongoing thing surrounding Nintendo games where certain Nintendo games I followed where, um, for one, um, all of their, all or most of their game productions for some time have been non-union, um, when it comes to voice acting. Yeah. So, so you will see like characters get abruptly recast or, people who are clearly played by a certain person in the game don't have their name show up in the credits because they're not allowed to be credited right. in a non-union production. So like that was my nervous instinct and just reading on, I'm like, Oh, okay. He's, he, it seems like he's fine. It seems like they're not like pushing him out. Um, Charles responded to the tweet, like saying like, he's excited to work in this new role. Like it doesn't seem like there's bad blood between him and Nintendo. Yeah, um, Matt Mario Ambassador does not sound like a like we're putting him in the basement behind a tiny chair until he hates working so much that he leaves kind of scenario. This sounds like like a a comfortable, fun position for him to have that he would be very good at because Charles Martinet is um like I. I think they really lucked into casting Charles Martinet in this role because he is such a amazing public face that you would want for this kind of character. Mm -hmm. um, he's very charismatic. He's very polite. Um, he's got to be like endlessly patient for the amount of people who s must swarm him or like prod him with questions because holy shit, you're Mario. Right. Um, and by all accounts, he seems like a really stand up guy and, yeah, I think this is a really smart move on Nintendo's part to make sure that he continues to be this public face of their character. Yeah, to, to speak to your concern or the concern that others might have had about him being in ill health and then being forced to retire. The, the fact that they're allegedly going to be sending him around the world as a Mario ambassador, whatever the hell that means, suggests to me that you know he, he's fine. He's still in fine health and he's just retiring when he can and, and he's going to be able to get to see the world, you know, a little bit more. And, you know, it, it's, it's good. It's, it, it kind of preceded a week of celebrity deaths. So it's kind of ironic that everybody was worried about like him at first when I like two major professional wrestling figures died this week. Um, Bob Barker, former host of the price is right passed away and Arlene Sorkin, uh, an another actor and voice actor most known by I think our generation and younger as the original voice of Harley Quinn she sh she passed away so it's it's been a pretty big week for uh, famous figures dying and um, but Charles seems fine don't, don't don't worry about him yeah like this is it, it's like a little, it's like disheartening news, but it's the best possible way to get this kind of news, I think. Yeah. Where nobody, nobody see, nobody's health or financial well-being seem to be in trouble. Right. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of, this is the kind of exit from a role that somebody who has done it for this long deserves, I think. And yeah, we, we don't know if it was 
he who wanted to retire or you know i i don't i don't i hope nintendo didn't like push push him out in in any sense of it but i hope that this special video message like actually gives context a right. bit more um we we've we've expressed before frustrations in um nintendo can kind of sometimes take the disney approach of like hide the magic of game development yeah um which like i always appreciate transparency yeah especially in this day and age when like i appreciate the hey here's an update on metroid prime 4 we're restarting kind of yeah transparency exactly and but especially like nowadays when there are just so many horror stories from the industry about how overworked people are they don't give the the credit and the pay they deserve and you 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 want transparency just because it makes you feel better about supporting them um but yeah uh charles martinet stepping down like i i still had that reaction where i was like oh no like that, that that's my reaction like really anytime there's a big seismic change like that that's my reaction uh like amusingly enough that was my reaction when the unabomber died earlier this summer a- and i i'm not a fan of the unabomber of course uh you know fuck that guy unabombing and all but I think it's just because he, he was a major figure from my childhood. Like everybody knew the the Unabomber, right? And cre- cre- creepy, creepy man hiding out in his cabin, sending bombs to universities and airports. Uh, went to prison for life. Uh, you know, good because uh, because you don't want to Unabomb kids. But I still had that same reaction when I heard the news, and I think it's just because it was just. Like, without thinking it through, my initial gut reaction was, oh, no, this famous figure from when I was a kid is now dead. Another sign that that time doesn't stand still. And then, you know, the second realization set in, it's like, I don't really care that the Unabomber is dead. Um, And and Charles Martinet is certainly no Unabomber. I just want to put that out there, too, that uh, Charles Martinet has brought nothing but joy and happiness to people's lives, you know, as opposed to Unabombs. So just another point in his column compared to the Unabombers column is, is what all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there was any voice acting in Wario Blast featuring Bomberman either. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get into some, some of Charles Martinet's history. Cause of course, most people know him as Mario. I mean, that goes without saying. We already mentioned that he had voiced Luigi as well, Wario, uh, in, in most appearances of Wario and Waluigi. He also voiced Donkey Kong, albeit very briefly and never in a video game. And to get into this, I feel like we need to discuss Charles Martinet's true beginnings as the character of Mario. Because... Long before Super Mario 64, Charles Martinet first voiced Mario with a technology that was called Mario in Real Time, or MERT. Now, what MERT was, was a program developed by the company Sim Graphics in 1991. So, five years before Super Mario 64, half a decade Charles Martinet 
got his start auditioning for the character of Mario to appear at Nintendo promotional events. They they did this long audition. Charles Martinet came at the very end, allegedly. He basically crashed it. He said, like, no, 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 I, I'm here. Let me audition, which apparently annoyed them. But he, he came in. He did his Mario voice that we all know. Like, basically just had it ready to go. You know, it's a me. Uh, he's, he's refined it a little bit over the years and he refined a little bit from that point to super mario 64 but he it was basically the mario we knew uh blew them away basically they only set his audition tape to nintendo of japan and he got the role and so he would this technology was basically like facial mapping i don't really know how it works you might have a better insight into this than me cameron but it, it basically... I mean, it, it's face tracking yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And even though it looks like like old-fashioned braces headgear. Right. So at various press events, at conventions, Charles Martinet would stand basically where, where he couldn't be seen and he would be interacting with uh, people there. Essentially, the, mo- as- the modern equivalent of this would be like a VTuber. Yeah. Really, yeah. Is, is basically what was going on here. So you would have a floating Mario head effectively interacting with people in real time. And so, you know, Charles could adapt his performance to that person in particular. And it would be like Mario is talking directly to you. And. That is apparently where he got the voice for Luigi as well, because kids would come up to him and ask him, hey, where's Luigi? And of course, at that time, they didn't have the Luigi head. They It was just the Mario head. And so Charles Martinet had to, like, on the fly, devise a voice for Luigi. And so he would say as Mario, oh, you know, Lu- Luigi's right over here. And... um Basically, he would have to close his mouth, like clench his teeth, so he wouldn't be activating Mario's mouth, and he would do Luigi, like, off-camera. It is a really clever solution, and I think it does contextualize, like, yeah, Luigi does sound like a more mumbly Mario, because that's what he is. Which I think has helped kind of devise that persona of Luigi being a little bit more cowardly and afraid because he is he's he's a more introverted Mario because he's Mario who doesn't open his mouth effectively. So I think that's a that's a cool bit of trivia that so much of what we associate with the modern Mario and Luigi had their roots in this Mertz technology. It's such a fun like trajectory for how this like character's identity got set in stone because i'm so used to the idea of like well like nintendo like through as far back as mario super mario 64 out there and in other any other kind of story i would expect like oh big landmark game well whoever played him before they completely recast they started from scratch they got a new voice actor who would do exactly what they needed purpose-built for that game, yeah. and they would be the standard from then on. But no, it's... Martinet it was doing these very obscure things that were 
either in-person demonstrations that very few people would have seen on the, on the in the grand scheme of things or um so following that side games that were not the big marquee um in-house Nintendo releases so it's 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 honestly very cool because I'm so used to characters I love cycling through like five different voice actors right that no they stuck to their guns with Martinet through so many twists and turns and for so long that I it's something I really appreciate. Yeah, Charles Martinet basically was able to literally talk himself into becoming the canonical Mario through through this five years of various convention appearances and what have you. And, you know, it wasn't just Mario, because he, he devised the Luigi voice. He devised the Luigi voice as kind of this off-screen uh, persona, but... They didn't add Luigi to the Mert software at that time. The next characters they added to it so he could also portray them was Wario and Donkey Kong. Uh, I know they added Donkey Kong in 1994 to help promote Donkey Kong Country. I, yeah. Maybe Wario was added the same year or the year before. Um, I know that he makes an appearance in 1996, um, that Wario, because um, there is famously uh, an E3 uh, presentation uh -huh. with the Martinez voice coming out of a 3D Wario head that the internet kind of turned into one of those like creepy memes it's so want to do. Um, yeah, so... Donkey Kong, and, and this is Charles Martinet's only time voicing Donkey Kong. Well, I I don't know how many times he did this, but I I think you know they 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 didn't. Do he doesn't it. seem to have played him in any other context, right? Right, and I don't know how often they broke out the floating Donkey Kong head, but Martinet did infamously appear as Donkey Kong at the Video Software Dealers Association show. In 1994. In 1994 was the last year before E3 kind of consolidated a lot of these trade shows for like the nascent video game industry, which was still kind of in its early state at the time. Um, and a lot of times they would, you know, be part of these larger tech trade shows. And, and so like E3 kind of made it the central hub from 1995 to... Um, just recently but yeah th this is infamous because there is still documented footage on youtube of charles martinet voicing donkey kong and it's pre grant kirkhope it's pre donkey kong country like richard yearwood donkey kong Do donkey kong was not a a defined character right in this way and charles martinet like he he was able to successfully define Mario, Luigi, Wario. Uh, was not able to sway Donkey Kong um, under his auspices, but he still voiced Donkey Kong, and it's such a different. Well, it, it's somewhat of a different Donkey Kong than we're used to, but there there is some familiarity there. It. it, it, it I, I could believe that this is like Donkey Kong before his self-aware character development in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, so basically this is Donkey Kong if he was a sex pest. 
maybe a G-rated sex pest. I, <laughs> a serial <laughs> sexual harasser. We'll, we'll say that. Um, he, he basically would hit on various people go, walking through the uh, Video Software Dealers Association uh, Expo. And it's it's just... Uh, it's just like it's done in a very like Looney Tunes kind of way, where he just immediately falls in love with any woman who walks by. It, it would be a lot creepier if the context of it wasn't so absurd, right? In every other degree, because it is a floating cartoon gorilla head um, trying to win over people by rattling off Super Nintendo game names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so even though like yeah there's an uncomfortable level of yeah yeah the 90s were not not super great in with gender politics no but no. there is something that's still a little bit funny about donkey kong amorously saying stunt race fx baby i actually think this would work well as a swanky kong voice like it's, it's a shame they couldn't have just uh, augmented the 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 character in the Merc technology to be Swanky Kong. And granted, nobody wants to see Swanky Kong except for us. But I I, th- I think this would have fit Swanky Kong very well, give, given what we know about his character. But <laughs> and then he could get his comeuppance, dying in a horrible fiery crash. Exactly. Spoiler alert, Cameron. Jeez, <laughs> people people get mad at me when I drop spoilers on the conversation, and you just do it freely, and everybody applauds. I didn't <laughs> say what it happens in. <laughs> <laughs> That could happen at the end of Donkey Kong Country 3. They don't know. Could have happened in uh, Oppenheimer. We don't know. You have to see it to find out. It, it actually happens in Barbie. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, around the turn of the century, uh, perhaps owing to Donkey Kong being firmly defined by Grant Kirkhope's performance in Donkey Kong 64, they did remove Donkey Kong from the Mert program. While Mario and Wario were updated to reflect their contemporary designs at the time. Because, you know, 1991 Mario looked very different from 2000 Mario, right? Like, they've rounded off the edges of that character design throughout the 90s into the N64. And then until they basically finalized his, his modern appearance in the GameCube era... But, yeah, they they removed Donkey Kong, so we don't know when Charles Martinet's final performance as Donkey Kong at at these things were. Uh, We just know that it was sometime around the year 2000 that Donkey Kong was deleted. It was definitely before it was convenient to get video evidence of it. Right. Now, Wario was replaced in the Mert technology in 2012 with Luigi. So it was just Mario and Luigi and... uh, Charles was able to do his Luigi voice without, you know, and any uh, of the off-screen shenanigans. So, yeah, just just interesting that three out of the four characters that would be featured in the Mert technology would become the defining interpretations of those characters, while the other one was just kind of shuffled off because. Uh, kind of rare got to him for like rare was able to really put their stamp on what donkey kong sounded like um 
in games at least. So as far as the games themselves go, Charles Martinet first voiced Mario not in Super Mario 64 as Nintendo's scary social media press release stated, but in the CD-ROM Windows and Mac versions of Mario Teaches Typing, which came out in 1994, so two years before Super Mario 64. Now, it's worth pointing out, if you go to look up YouTube footage of Mario Teaches Typing, you might pull up an earlier version, which was the MS-DOS version from 1992. And I'm old, but I'm not old enough to be able to honestly tell you what the difference is between MS-DOS and CD-ROM Windows. I I know there's a difference. I I don't really, like, the, the fact that we had to parse out different releases for software back then just blows my, like, what? There's a, I actually have a funny personal anecdote here. Um, sure. I played that MS-DOS version as a kid. Really? Um, yeah, and that was the first time I had heard a voice for Mario in a game, the, the Ronald B. Rubin version, and it's only with hindsight that I even realized it was supposed to be Mario. Really? Yeah, because um, there's no animation of Mario talking in that game. There's just like a, a word bubble coming out of his face. Oh. Like conquer style on a still image, and at that time I'm like, well, well, no, Mario sounds like he does in the Super Mario Brothers three cartoon. This must just be like a a weird Italian narrator for this game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I was a late adopter to the Nintendo sixty four, I honestly wouldn't hear Martinet as Mario in a way that I recognized was supposed to be Mario until the television ad for the first Mario Party. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he is arrested. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's locked up for his loud, obnoxious Mario Party. So, yeah, Ronald B. Rubin, his interpretation of Mario, which was from 1992... So roughly around the same time that Charles Martinet was kind of um, establishing his Mario at these events, he he does do an Italian accent, or he tries to do an Italian accent, but it's more m- muted. I, I it's a little bit more um, down to earth rather than man from the pizza box kind of. The, the uh, way I I describe Martinet's Mario is sprightly. Yeah. And uh, th- this is not a this is not as sprightly. This is just kind of a, it is still a very broad Italian accent. But... It, it feels like more of a middle ground though between the hyper cartoony Italian accent of Charles Martinet and the more Brooklynite approaches we heard from uh, Captain Lou, Bob Hoskins, or recently Chris Pratt. Like those were kind of the two flavors of Mario fighting it out in the 90s was the working class Italian-American Brooklyn schlub or pizza box man. Yeah. So, you know, pe- people will hear uh, Ronald Rubin, well, mommy, they'll, they'll hear his voice uh, and and they'll, they'll misinterpret that to Charles Martinet. That, that was kind of being floated around when people were 
like discussing this this week and we we actually like had to clarify our article because we like we were like wait is that charles martinet that's not charles martinet i but it says it was charles martinet like there's various like incorrect attributions to to him voicing the 1992 version because of the way vocal performances can evolve over time like Dan Castellaneta as Homer in the first season doesn't sound like he does now. Um, you can second guess yourself over it. Naturally, if you hear that Charles Martinet first voiced Mario in this relatively obscure computer software edutainment title, um, you're 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 not going to parse out the difference between releases or that Charles Martinet like took over the role in the subsequent uh versions like you're and, just and there's it. some debate that he like may have started with a 1992 pinball game but that's yeah. kind of hard to source out and the audio right. is crunchy because it's a pinball game from 1992 yeah and it's it's still kind of um a piece of merchandise versus like a piece of software so you know you 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 can argue what his first appearance was. Needless to say, I get why Nintendo just kind of broadly phrased it as as far back as Super Mario sixty four. To their credit, they didn't say that was his first appearance. They just said it was as far back as. That's true. That's true. And that was when he became the standard voice for Mario going forward. So, as someone who did not ever play Mario Teacher's Typing, did not play any of the weird Mario uh, edutainment titles that weren't brought to the Super Nintendo. Like, I, I write in Mario's Time Machine for the Super Nintendo, and I was like, what the hell is this? This this is not what I was expecting. I'm I'm disappointed. But my, my first introduction to Charles Martinet as Mario was Super Mario 64, like it was most people of that time. And... I have to be honest, because I've already addressed this earlier this season when we discussed Chris Pratt's Mario. Like, this has been a topic of conversation since the Super Mario Brothers movie stuff um, really started ramping up. I did not like Charles Martinet's Mario at first, because I had been swayed by the earlier performances I had heard in the cartoons or even the live-action movie. I had a very particular idea of who Mario was in my head, and Super Mario 64 marked this kind of breakaway point for me where I no longer really understood the character or his world because so many things changed with Super Mario 64, from Charles Martinet voicing Mario full-time in the games to, like... Little tweaks made for Western audiences were kind of stripped away. Like, okay, well, she's she's Princess Toadstool, but we're going to just call her Peach from now on. Like, Peach? Peach? Where's Peach coming from? And just just different things. And this was also right after Yoshi's Island kind of retconned the whole backstory. And so, like, in, in the space of a year... Right when I'm becoming a diehard fan of Donkey Kong Country, mind you, Mario went from, as you said, a schlubby, blue-collar everyman with a heart of gold from Brooklyn, New York, to this hyper-cartoony, Mickey Mouse, sprightly, um, 
can do no wrong paragon of virtue. And to Martin, Mar- to Martinet's credit, like this is Nintendo's choice to make this this direction right. to shift their characters' public perception from like at least at least from from my perspective at the time like a working class schlub to um this whimsical sprightly man who doesn't say too much but is very ostentatious when he does right and for the kind of games nintendo would make for the next well, decades um yeah that is ultimately the right fit for where they were going with the character yeah, I, I ultimately agree. Like, th- this was all dredged up again when Chris Pratt voiced Mario. And the way the Super Mario Brothers movie kind of dialed back a lot of the stuff. Like, okay, he is from Brooklyn. He and, he and Luigi are from Brooklyn. They have their own plumbing business. They get sucked into this magical realm. Um, and I still think that works better if you're telling an origin story of Mario. But... You know, ultimately, like, I, I I did come to begrudgingly accept this version of Mario. And even though I do prefer the Mario from my, you know, early, early youth, uh, where he, he was like, like, like you mentioned, Cameron, like somebody we all grew up with, somebody who was at the very least adjacent to our lives at some point, this, this, like, blue collar man who, who might be in his mid forties, early fifties, you know, and as a, as opposed to this like eternally youthful sprightly uh, pizza box mascot who has always lived in this fantasy realm and is also it's anointed Messiah. Um, I, I, I did come to accept it, but I, I will always kind of prefer the, the other thing. And I, do like how the Super Mario Brothers movie did a good job at kind of bridging that divide as best it could. But um, th- that's not to say I didn't recognize how fun Charles Martinet's performance of Mario was. I just... It, it hit me right at the point where I wasn't going to like anything different. Yeah, I, I, I think it just... Even though I had like a very specific perception of what Mario was before Super Mario 64 I was I was still young enough I think at the time that changing gears was not this daunting proposition for me and the sheer like silliness of it did win me over um I even um like this is a personal anecdote from my life um I didn't really have a home internet until like the the early 2000s and so, and because I was, you know, a curious kid, I was immediately delving into like, well, what kind of video game things can I like download and just have fun with on my computer that I can't with any other device? And uh, that's when I discovered Windows 98 desktop themes. And uh, the MushroomKingdom.net had one for Mario. I downloaded it and... Uh, Every time you booted your computer, it would greet you with Martinet saying, it's a me, Mario. And every time you shut down, it would be, see you next time from uh, Mario Kart 64. And that just got to be really charming and silly. And I left it like that for years and years and years until I eventually junked that PC. Yeah, and I think like for me, my primary association with Mario since... 
the N64 era has been cameo games, right? Like these these sport games, Mario Kart, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers to a lesser extent, where he's competing with Donkey Kong or other Kongs. I mean, that's primarily my interaction with Mario since the end of the N64. And so... I, I think in those contexts specifically where Mario is the the focal point because it's his name in the title of most of these, but it's more of an ensemble piece. I think Charles Martinet's take on Mario is really fun in, in those kind of contexts because it's just big and broad and exactly what it needs to be when you just see the character in passing on a go-kart track or whatever. And uh, like, genuinely like without a hint of irony um like we uh controversial dku title mario versus donkey kong it's our key art for this episode right um martinet's performance is the best part of that game because like at least for me it's easily the most fun aspect of it um because um that game it it heavily recycles um, Grant Kirkhope's audio for Donkey Kong, which doesn't really fit the characterization of Donkey Kong in that game at all. It's like kind of like you're see you're like seeing one thing on screen and hearing another, but for whatever reason, it just has like this absurd amount of new audio from Mario that's all very context specific and funny. yeah. It, it's extremely weird because, as you said, they will re-often use, reuse, they, they will often reuse voice clips of Charles Martinet's Mario, just recycle them. So you'll hear them as like these familiar beats throughout different games. But with Mario vs. Donkey Kong, he recorded a lot of stuff that was very hyper-attuned to that context and that context alone like they didn't ever have a chance to reuse any of that dialogue so you're hearing charles martinet's mario say these things you'll never hear him say anywhere else and it's a trip it's so weird i mean i imagine it's like what it'd be like you know interacting with the mert technology if, if you were ever you know see it in person but yeah, he, he he's like taunting Donkey Kong. He's saying like he's he's calling him like a, a big monkey or whatever. Uh, you know, he's a gorilla, but I I I would believe that Mario would refer to him as a monkey. And then you know, at the end when Donkey Kong gets all sad, spoiler alert by the way, at the end when Donkey Kong gets all sad, you know, Mario takes pity on him and. Uh, he's very like sweet like you actually hear emotional nuance in Charles Martinet's performance and as much as Mario versus Donkey Kong as you said has been a controversial game for DK Vine because of the way it portrayed Donkey Kong I think it might be Charles Martinet's if not his best performance as Mario um, definitely his most undervalued performance as Mario because it has layers that you don't normally see one of the most humanizing depictions yeah. of Mario in a game, like, bar none. You know, we we talk about, well, you couldn't do Charles Martinet's voice as Mario throughout, like, a whole movie. And I, I still stand by that, but th this is, like, the time when, 
for as much as I might castigate it as just a, a Mickey Mouse type voice that, you know, works for a cartoony mascot, but you don't really want to sit down with that for 90 minutes. And and granted, that's not to say Charles Martinet couldn't have done a more subdued voice for the, for the whole movie, because that's basically what he does for Mario's father in that movie. But that's what I was getting at, because Mario, Mario versus Donkey Kong, of all things, really does make me think, well, you know what, I think maybe, you know... There, there are more. There's more to this than we just usually hear, and you could really like peel the layers back a little bit and get to more of an emotional truth of the character. I think he was capable, but I think Mario versus Donkey Kong does show there's a little bit more to his Mario than we usually are led to believe. So definitely, definitely, at least look up clips from that game if you've never played it, because. It is kind of um, striking to to go back and hear that, especially since, you know, that game's almost 20 years old. And so I think at the time, maybe I took it for granted. Like, I, I, I hadn't become that accustomed to Charles Martinet as Mario yet and all of the various tropes and, and ticks and what have you. But... Going back now, I'm like, wow, that's that's a surprisingly deep performance as as Mario in this game. I'm surprised they put that much time into it and recorded that much new dialogue. It's pretty pretty cool. Well, Cameron, we do have uh, two calls to take, but again, spoiler alert: they're both from our friend Traveler of the Stars. So we're gonna play those back to back. Answer any questions they might bring, and then we'll give our final thoughts on Charles Martinet's retirement. Hey, Heil. Hey, Cameron. This is Traveler of the Stars here. Hope both of you are having a super day. Um, so, yeah, Charles Martinet. This news made me very sad, but also, you know, happy. Um, you know, I've grown up with Nintendo and by extension Mario, I mean, since I could remember. I mean, uh, I'm a DS and Wii baby. You know, I, I, I love Mario. I love, you know, the world. Um, and you know, I know, Heil, that you have gone on before. Other people have too. You know, Mario isn't much of a character, right? Uh, as, as, as you say, you know, it's, you know, you can boil him down to the wahoo, yippee, you know. Um, not pushing any new ground or anything like that. But, you know, I think if you know the story of Charles Martinet and how he became the voice of Mario and just how the man has acted years since, I mean, he really is just like a ray of, of sunshine. And I really think he does really embody the character just amazingly well. He's, you know, Mario. So I was going to say, you know, Mario... He's kind of, you know, obviously he doesn't have much depth to him, but I do think he has more to him than, say, like, Mickey Mouse. Um, and I think he just embodies all this positivity. And I think Charles Martinet, if you, you've ever seen him anywhere outside, like, he, he very much loves the character. And, you know, I think that's just awesome. I interact with fans. And, you know, it's sad that, yeah, now this, this chapter of, video game game dumb and just Nintendo history, you know, is 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 moving on. And 
you know, I would I would say Mario probably has one of, if not the most iconic voice in like media. Maybe rivaled by like I don't know Darth Vader. Maybe like I, like Mario's voice is like incredibly iconic, and you know Charles Martinet didn't go with like, the gruff sound that everyone tried to do back in the day. He went his own thing and really made him iconic. And you know, I also just I don't want to buy into the like people who are trying to sensationalize a story like Nintendo. They 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 undercut Charles. They're kicking him out. Get, get him. Get give them the AI. Get get the in the get in the AI. It's like no, like they're not gonna have. They're not gonna put Mr. Miyamoto in a position where like he's gonna look like a the boogeyman. Like I think it's just a lot. Like they're gonna do a presentation with Charles Martinet and you know Shigeru Miyamoto. Like that's saying something. And the fact that he's a Mario ambassador still. Like I think that says a lot. Um, and the call's coming to a close here, so let me call back really shortly. Hey, it's Trevor of the Stars again. Sorry I'm rambling. I just, you know, a lot on this topic. Um, I guess this one I want to say going off my thing. No, Nintendo is a lot of things. They can be stupidly behind the times. They can be asked backwards in so many ways. But I will say, I, I think by all accounts from what employees have said coming on Nintendo, Nintendo does generally treat their employees pretty damn well, especially compared to, you know, Activision, Blizzard, Ubisoft. Like, you can name so many, right? I think Nintendo has a deep respect for Charles. How could they not? I mean, he's been the voice of their mascot for years. I just, I don't know. Not everything needs to be a story. You know, not everything needs to be, like, a hit piece. Like, I just, I don't know. Nintendo didn't need to make Charles a brand ambassador or whatever. And I know, like, obviously, corporations are all soulless, and I, and I get it. Like, I'm usually pessimistic, too, but I don't know. I just, Charles Martin is such a great guy. I just, I, I don't like the idea. And I don't think it is the idea, but, you know, he was slighted in any way. I think he just got old. And anyway, yeah, I just, I wish him all the best. Um, I don't really think I have a specific question or anything like that. I just, you know, Charles Martinet is one of the, I think, bright spots in the industry. And I, I just, I do wish him all the best. I do um, think, though, that is emblematic of maybe Nintendo is stepping away from making other people like like a tap. Like they don't really show off their developers a bunch unless it's like Shigeru Miyamoto or Sakurai or a few select others. I think they are like trying to sit back on you know, making the games and the characters kind of like their own thing and kind of lessening the, the people um, impact. Not all, like they still do like ask developer interviews and stuff like that, but you know, if, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I hope they, with the Mario voice that they have coming up, um, they will you know, treat it with care. Oh, I guess a question if it's not covered already. Do you think they'll do uh, one voice actor for Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, and, you know, Baby Mario and Baby Luigi? Or do you think it's going to be separate? It doesn't really matter, I was wondering. And, I mean, based on the Mario Wonder trailer, I mean, I, I didn't even believe that it was, wasn't Charles at first. But I guess people will, some people were right. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it sounds great. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sorry for rambling. I just, I'm not cynical on this. I wish Charles all the best. He's a bright spot. He's great. You guys are great. You know what? You guys are just awesome. Give yourselves a pat on the back, uh, a kiss on the cheek. You guys are the best. Anyway, uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you for the calls, Traveler yeah. of the Stars. I, 
appreciate all the affirmations you give us because Log knows I need it. Um, so it, it's always great. Always love your calls. So thank you. You are a bright spot as well. That's a good question, Cameron. I don't know if you've given this any thought. Do you think Nintendo will have another like Swiss Army knife of a voice actor to to voice all the characters Charles Martinet is leaving behind, or do you do you think they'll just individually slot different actors in depending on the situation? It's certainly a good question. It is something I've thought about. Um, I don't really have an answer. I'm sure that Nintendo would like to find one person who can do every voice. But I also think that like sometimes it is just you get a better result if you can find the like um th- three different people to do those roles. Um like the the example I'll I'll give that came up um talking about this exact scenario with friends is uh Mel Blanc um uh-huh. who played Let's let's just say most of the Looney Tunes um, when he was still alive, um, and uh, you look at uh, credits for those characters now. They're divvied up between many different people, like Billy West, Eric Bauza, um, and I think it might just be down to whether or not they can find somebody who can um, fill that vocal chameleon role and evidently they've already cast them if what we've heard what we're to understand about super mario wonder and uh, the new warrior where is to be believed mm-hmm. um as as i said earlier um in that nintendo direct i thought everybody sounded great um like i didn't uh, granted we haven't heard that much but i didn't perceive an immediate difference because of course the fear in the limbo we find ourselves now is instinctively like Oh, are we going to have a wrong-sounding Mario and Wario and Luigi? Like, um, and that that's not always the case of the recast. Um, like sometimes you'll get a a performance that sounds different, but still like in tune with the character, which is how I've felt with like um like the the many times Sonic has been recasted, where mm. the actors do not sound at all like the same person, but you still get that. Um, very clear, like through line with all of them of like, yeah, he sounds like a like a cocky youth. Um, other times, um, you get something like n- no disrespect to his performer, but Kermit still sa- new Kermit still sounds wrong to me, no matter how many times I hear it. You know, he hasn't been new Kermit in quite some time. Ah, uh, yeah, th- he's he's Kermit Wonder now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I know, like, I, I am still not used to that Kermit voice. I, I don't know what it is specifically because mm-hmm. it is trying, it is a very not dissimilar voice, but it's just different enough to, to like get, get my lizard brain to think, well, that, that, that's, that's wrong. Amphibian brain. <laughs> In what limited capacity we've heard the new voices, they sound fine to me. Yeah. And, I, I'm not sure if it's the same person doing Mario and Wario. I could believe it, but I could easily, just as easily not. Maybe Nintendo will address it. Maybe we won't know until the credits of, of the game. But, you know, the, the way I look at it, you know, 
a- any of this stuff whenever a beloved voice actor moves on from a role uh hopefully through retirement sometimes like in jim henson's case death um you know change is always scary especially when it comes to something that brings you great comfort like video games like entertainments use things we use from escapism but you know the older you get the more change inevitably comes your way and the, the more accustomed you get to it i said in my news article in dk vine for this that I, I feel like donkey kong fans have already sort of dealt with this albeit on a much smaller scale than what mario fans are going through right now because Donkey and Diddy Kong's voice actors, Grant Kirkhope and Chris Sutherland, you know, they didn't voice those characters for that long. Uh, Chris Sutherland did Diddy and Diddy Kong Racing, and then Donkey Kong 64, and Grant Kirkhope did Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong 64, but... The, you know, they became, like, the defining voices of those characters for us because that was the first time we heard them, like, audibly speak in video games. But then, you know, the buyout happened, and while they still use the voice clips of Kirkhope and Sutherland in the first couple of appearances that they made, you mentioned Mario versus Donkey Kong actually uses Grant Kirkhope's Donkey Kong, uh, juxtaposing it with... Charles Martinet's Mario, which is kind of um, weird to think about now, but um, they they were eventually replaced with you know in-house performers at Nintendo, uh, Takashi Nagasoto and Katsumi Suzuki, respectively, uh, vo- voiced Donkey and Diddy and have voiced them to this day, and uh, that that took some adjustment for me because you're so used to you know okay. And, you know, and, and Chris Sutherland's, you know, oh, speaking of Mickey Mouse, Chris Sutherland's Diddy is, is basically Mickey Mouse. But, you know, I eventually really grew to appreciate the current voice actors of Donkey and Diddy. Like, I, I think they do a fine job. I, I think they also retain aspects of Kirkhope and Sutherland in there. They didn't just say, okay, well, I'm not doing that. This is my take on the character. I feel like they took the essence of their characters, adapted them for their own performance, and brought something new to it while still honoring what what was there before. And I think that's the wonderful thing about animated characters is that they can outlast their original performer, but still retain aspects of honestly every voice actor who steps into the role and brings something new to it like you know you talk about kermit doesn't sound right to you if it's not jim henson voicing him but it's still honoring jim henson's performance as kermit like it's like you still hear jim henson when kermit speaks because it's what jim henson originated for the character Oh, Steve Whitmire is actually the Kurt Kermit I like hear in my head a lot of the time. It's okay. the guy who replaced him. That's okay. Sounds still sounds weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I think that if what we hear from the the characters in Super Mario Brothers Wonder, yeah, he might sound a little bit different than Martinet, but it's still very much modeled on Charles Martinet. Like, Martinet will always live on 
in the character of Mario, just as Kirkhope and Sutherland can still arguably be found in the current interpretations of Donkey and Diddy. So I would just say take solace in that. Like, it's not like they're erasing Charles Martinet. It's not like they're bringing in Chris Pratt. They couldn't afford him. But it's not like it's just like, oh, we're doing something new with Mario because it's a new voice actor. That performance is so strongly wrapped up in the identity of Mario now that it's just always going to be a part of the character. Yeah. From now on, you're always going to get, even if it's not Martinet doing the voice, you always get a performance that's strongly informed by the choices Martinet made. Exactly. With the character. Exactly. Because it's like, it's the reason Mickey Mouse, even though he's gone through several different voice actors at this point, you still, it, it is a voice like, there's there's a reason these characters are like characters people have as impressions in their back pocket, like Mickey Mouse, like Donald Duck, like Kermit the Frog. Loads of people have a Mario. <laughs> you know how much I love people doing silly voices. But, <laughs> yeah, my, my point is that even though this will be a change, even though this will be an adjustment, Charles Martinet will always be the defining Mario from this point on. And he will always be present in whoever voices Mario um, into the future. And change is also scary when your favorite store is replaced with a spirit Halloween. So I really have to get out of here, Cameron. Oh, no. I hope a spirit Halloween doesn't move into Charles Martinet's throat. This has been a File 2 production. Oh, baby! But don't you hear the sound of the jungle? That's my heart, baby! That's my heart loving you!